0: Crossbody of work. My name is Evan. I am Javier. And this week we conclude our two-part mini-series on the King of Hearts. That little nugget, Owen Hart. Uh,
1: King of Hearts Part Two: Electric Boogaloo.
0: That's right. It's the sequel everybody wants. It's not like what's a sequel nobody wanted? Hangover Two. There we go. Uh,
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I love Hangover (laughs) Two.
0: Fine. Hangover Hangover Three is the one nobody nobody remembers.
1: I I genuinely cannot remember a single thing about
0: Hangover Part Three, but instead we still got it because the world is cruel.
1: Oh uh, yeah, well, we're about to get Toy Story Five for what
0: that's worth. So eventually we're just gonna get the Toy Story Multiverse. Just I hope you're ready. Like that's the thing is in four they split off, they got their own directions now. Like they're just gonna it's this is Civil War. Also Woody is at the same character arc as Steve Rogers. I will not explain further uh
1: even though the guy who plays steve rogers voices the human form of buzz lately i know how confusing in the Lightyear movie what a what a nightmare
0: so we wait are- a minute
1: hold on hold on hold on if we're getting What's the up? multiverse who do you think, what, what multiversal character in that sequence are you, do, which one do you, which individual movie are you wanting to see the most? I
0: mean, I mean, we're getting like the MCU style universe, not a multiverse, but like we're going to get a universe where it just spreads out. And like, give me the alien origin story. Give me those little squeaky I, boys.
1: I was going to say right now, I want the slinky dog oh, <laughs> yeah. origin story. That's the one I want. Uh,
0: Give me an anti-hero, uh, whatever, uh, Lotso and Bear movie. Ooh. Sure. Yeah. Ooh, uh, I want the singing uh, penguin. Give me, give me a. Oh, give me like a band of brothers miniseries on the army man. <laughs> I I love it. The Toy Story That's universe, the, right the, T, the TSU. All right, we are picking up for Owen Hart part two. We're picking up after he has turned on his brother Brett. We talked about their match at WrestleMania last week. We are looking at the other major singles match they had that year. It is SummerSlam 1994. Brett is putting the WWF Championship on the line against Owen in a cage match. Weirdly, this match is very popular. It's very well known, and yet it is still forgotten in comparison to the WrestleMania 10 match. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's because of many things. I think it's more so because the the WrestleMania 10 match is probably the greatest opener in the history of WrestleMania. It's yeah, one of them, at least.
0: It's that. It's uh, Mysterio's debut what, was the opener, I'm pretty sure.
1: Wasn't the uh, that IC title a European title, a triple threat? The opener? Uh, the opener I, think, of 2000? I think you're right.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think you're right.
1: Uh, I, there's been a lot of good ones throughout the years. I think yeah. that's probably the best one um and then you know it, it's also the finish of that pay-per-view which is obviously brett getting getting crowned as champion and then at the end of the night you just the the last visual you see pretty much is just owen at the end of the entrance ramp or at the, the the top of the ramp while brett's up there in the air with his title you just see the face of owen like what the fuck i just i beat him and now the he's champion. Match,
0: the rematch i'm thinking of is ray versus eddie open 21 that was the opener yeah. twenty one, which which bangs. The other one on this list uh, is Daniel Bryan versus Triple H from thirty. Fair. Ooh,
1: that's another good one.
0: Very fair. Another good one. But this this is the SummerSlam match, the big blue steel cage. We were talking before we started recording, and my maybe controversial take, maybe hot take, is that I don't love this match as much as other people do, and. I think the reason is because it's just them going for escapes pretty consistently for a large chunk of it. But you it, like that part.
1: It's escaped the cage simulator. But my thing is I understand that story that's being told here. I mean, these guys are bro- like legitimate brothers. And the whole story yeah. here is like, Owen is the youngest brother of the family who is acting out because he's a fucking entitled little brat, you know? Um, <laughs> and yep. he is just desperately trying to win this match by any means because although he probably thinks, you know, he's all oh, he's this talented individual who can do all this stuff blah 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 uh at the end of the day the easiest way to beat his brother here is just to get out as fast as possible uh, because yeah. maybe even deep down he doesn't think he can actually beat Brett um And, you know, it's just it plays into the finish as well. But throughout this match, yeah, like you said, they just go back and forth, back and forth between trying to escape. And it. I don't know, to me, it just tells the story of an older brother trying to put a little brother in his place without trying to hurt him too bad. And a little brother who's just trying to do every underhanded tactic in the book to try to pull out the win over the older one.
0: And he does do every underhanded tactic. Just looking through my notes right now because I don't think we're gonna go through beat by beat here. But like a thirty minute match. No stops on Brett's fingers. Rakes his eyes like crawling over top of him. Picking the ankle of Brett anytime he gets near the door. Literally just like crawling on top of him to make it harder for him to move towards the door. Pulling him by the hair to bring Brett back into the <laughs> into the. Ring over the cage, like he doesn't give yeah. a shit. He is like, I know I need to use all these tactics. It's that thing, like the deep seated insecurities of heels, right? Like they know yeah. they're not as good, so let me do all these things. Whereas Brett's just trying to put his little brother back in the corner, like fuck off. Like, I, the I am entire the entire
1: family is there too. That's another
0: note. Stu uh, Hart Helen. is perpetually disappointed looking,
1: always. Every Stu, single time I have seen Stu, he looks like he is just so fucking mad
0: that he has to be there. Stu Hart has the like facial expression range of Captain Raymond Holt. Like he's just <laughs> he's just all you can't read him. I he could be thinking this is the greatest moment of my life, like my two sons are main eventing SummerSlam and yeah, the
1: WWF title.
0: Yeah, and he instead he's just kind of like, "Hmm." Like it's the same as if you gave him a bowl of porridge, he'd react to the same. Meanwhile, Helen is beside herself the whole match.
1: Yeah, she is selling like crazy. She's over here working the characters. Uh, And and then, like, everyone's there. All the siblings, Bulldog, uh, Nightheart are there as well. Um, And and it's just like a whole... uh, It's basically just a
0: Hart family reunion. Bulldog, I have to talk about it. He's in a blazer and these, like, these Professor Glass... He looks like Aldrich Killian at the beginning of Iron Man 3. Oh, that is a great call. It, like if he was buff already, essentially. Like I was like, why does he look so familiar? And I was like, he looks like an MC- somebody from the MCU, and I couldn't figure out who. It's Aldrich Killian from Iron Man Three, an oh, Iron God. Man that wasn't as bad as people think. My guy, guy, my guy, guy. Uh, what were some moments in this one that stuck out to you?
1: Uh, There was a DDT pretty early on by Brett. I think he hits an atomic drop at one point, which just whenever there's an atomic drop, it's great. The selling in this match was fantastic. It's really Uh, good.
0: Really, really good.
1: Yeah, I I love the parts where... Okay, so just so so we're clear with all the listeners, this match, the only way to win is to escape the cage. There's no no pinfalls, no submissions. This isn't like the cage matches of today. You have to get out in order to win. Yeah. Um... So that's why it's pretty much Escape the Cage Simulator. Uh, and then I love when they're just like kind of like whenever one would go make a crawl towards the door, the other one would slightly pull them back and then leapfrog them and try to crawl out themselves. And they just kind yeah. of traded that back and forth for like 30 seconds, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, but like you said, it's just a lot of going out and going up and now, and it's it's really... It's interesting. I, I the things that I like are the little subtle nuances between those where like they're, you know, for, by the way, Owen has longer hair. This is probably the longest we've seen Owen's hair.
0: It is To this yeah. point,
1: star. Absolute star. <laughs> uh, this match started and I looked took one look at Owen and I was like, "Alright, that's the WWF champion right there." Uh yeah, the that, other guy's just that the boring imposter. Brett guy. Yeah. Yeah, that fucking plank of wood over there. That got crutch. <laughs> um and it's just like it's cool because like on once you know if if at one point uh brett is pulling owen up by his hair the next time around what he's gonna do is he's gonna grab the leg he's gonna work the leg a little bit he's gonna Mm -hmm. pull him down maybe if owen's still climbing straight up he'll grab him he'll hit a black back suplex like he did here a couple times um it, it also allows him to do these things where like if they're off in the corner at one point, I know Brett does a bunch of punches, gets him knocked down, and then hits his middle rope elbow drop. You know, it, uh, at one point there's like a, a suplex off the cage as well. It, it just it allows them to do a lot of their offense. There's yeah. a lot of uh, a couple. Their of offense instances. is kind of
0: built in to the existing story of I just want to get out, or I just want to. Yeah, that's it. Like you can think like Brett probably doesn't want to hurt his brother, so he's just like I'll just leave. And that'll end it. But Owen keeps fucking annoying him. And Owen is like, I need to beat the crap out of my brother and then just escape as quick as possible.
1: I will say this is also probably the match where I've seen two people do tandem offense at the same time. That leads to a red spot the most. Like the amount of times it happens, it happens like four or five times in this match.
0: All the time. The... There's one point in my notes where I said this looks like a basement brawl between two brothers. Like, where you start play fighting and then one takes it too far and the other one responds in kind. Like, (laughs) and it's where Brett's crawling to the door. Owen rolls Brett back in, hits him with a bunch of strikes. They literally just rolling on each other, hitting strikes. Brett escapes out of it and crawls to the wrong corner. And then Owen catches him as he's trying to get to the right corner. Uh, Like, that's the stuff that's good. The other thing that makes this match... Is the crowd. This yeah. crowd. Fucking loved this match. They were so invested in Brett winning. They hated Owen. Owen had yeah. eat. It's. I will say
1: something that I don't think. I'll ever be able to. To truly. Not like understand. Because I get it. We've had our modern day examples. But more so like grasp. Like because I just wasn't there. Is that popularity of bret hart in 94 yeah like just how it got it swelled to that point where he was just undeniably the guy uh, with everybody because he is so popular here man and and, uh, in turn it makes owen who was a guy who was very over with the crowd uh we, we saw in 93 and stuff like that before his heel turn um and, and it it made him like one of the most reviled guys in the entire company on like it, it's it's insane just like the the swing from yays to boos when these two swing on like it's it's honestly it's one of the bigger swings we'll see in wrestling period yeah. just from from the high of whenever brett's on offense when brett at one point here does end up hitting that middle rope elbow drop he does end up getting some of his shit in uh, and they're just they're losing their goddamn minds like it's the the height of the yes era yeah. to when Owen finally gets his chance to get up there and he's punching the shin he's he's stomping and kicking Brett and or he hits a spinning heel kick or something uh to to the booze from that it's like it's yeah. it's it's like fucking it's, Zabisco it's, broke the chair
0: it's Sean in Montreal like <laughs> yeah. the one part that I really like that I want to mention was. Owen stops Brett from crawling toward the door and locks on his own sharpshooter. And then Owen just screams, I'm going to break your legs, <laughs> yeah. which is it's just, it's so visceral and so great. Uh, let's talk about the ending. You go, go into the, what the finish looks like.
1: Yeah. I mean, we the the end is really just, it was obvious how it was going to go. They were both going to get to the top. They were both going to go over. They're both hanging off the side of the cage. Um, And then Owen slams Brett's head into the cage. And I know they've done this a couple times in WWE slash WWF where they do that spot and then the person who gets their head slammed falls and they win. Yeah. Uh, Here, no. Brett hangs on and then does the same to Owen. Owen does end up falling, but it's that blue cage with the big squares that you're able to get through. So, Owen gets his legs caught in the cage. So, he doesn't end up getting... Uh, completely down to the ground. In fact, he just ends up kind of upside down. Yeah, and he, uh,
0: he like he he is in trio Woe on the cage. Yeah,
1: and Brett uses that to his advantage. Let's go! Jumps down and retains his title.
0: We all like. We obviously knew what the finish was because Owen was never a world champion. But this match is it is good. I'm I'm not saying it's not. But if you're looking for like a wrestling clinic between two of the best wrestlers we've ever seen, this isn't it. It is a selling clinic though. This is a really good yes. sell job. So, By both of these guys. They kudos, were excellent. Kudos to both of them on that. Our second match that we're looking at, a little bit further along, we're at WrestleMania 11. So a year removed from facing his brother and beating him at WrestleMania 10. Owen is in a match for the tag team titles. He has a mystery partner. And it's him against the Smoking Guns for the WWF Tag Team Championship. The Smoking Guns, of course. Billy Gunn and Bart Gunn. Billy Gunn has a mustache, and I am uncomfortable
1: yeah man i don't want to see daddy ass like this
0: yeah and this is pre-being daddy ass he's just ass at this point
1: yeah i guess i, yeah. I don't know how old colton and austin are so i can't i can't yeah that's anything. true i know that they're tag team champions shout out to the guns fan The the guns they're having a good time right now
0: i randomly was scrolling through instagram and i saw a picture of the guns and i didn't clue in that it had the tag belts in it I was like, oh, like they're promoting the guns. Cool. Whatever. They see the. And then I scroll back up. I was like, wait a second. That says and new. Really? Yeah. And then I went to the comments and oh, people are yeah. pissed.
1: It was a they I don't want to say they botched the finish, but it looked I watched sloppy. it. Yeah. It's it looks sloppy.
0: It's a sloppy finish. It's not a botched finish. You know what else is sloppy? The fact that the guns wrestle in khakis. What? Sir, right, well, they're called the smoking guns, pal. What do you want them to do? Other people have gimmicks and don't do that. Like, just it's a lot. Also, <laughs> I I really know nothing about Bart Gun. I feel like we'll end up doing an episode on Bark Gun cuz I know we fuck will. all about that man.
1: Yeah, like, I mean I know he got absolutely smoked by Billy or uh Jelly Bean. What the fuck is his name?
0: Butterbean. He got Butterbean. absolutely <laughs> popped off on by Butterbean and I cannot wait to cover that cuz it's the only time <laughs> so we'll like ever eight for... seconds. I remember watching that live cuz I like I think that was probably my first WrestleMania that I watched live. And uh, I, I 100% was cuz 1999. That dude, I thought he was dead. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, shit. Butterbean, that that blob of a human being killed that man in like 12 seconds. It was the best. Um, speaking of huge men, uh, who is Owen's mystery partner here, Javier? Owen's mystery partner is fucking Yokozuna. Yokozuna, uh, coming out with Mr. Fuji and Jim Cornette. And uh, a beard. And a beard he's he's you know he's changed in a little bit this screams Andre and Haku teaming you know what I mean like this screams like it's a big guy who can't move as well so we'll put him in tag matches that's <laughs> what that that's what this looks like but Owen and Yoko weirdly worked as a team
1: <laughs> yeah, but they have two managers and it just makes me uncomfortable two managers uh, is too many. Two managers is, two, is one you too one. many, yes. You get
0: one. Who would
1: have been? Who do you think should have been their manager of the two? Should it have been Cornette. Fuji? Cornette. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. Cornette was...
0: This was peak fucking annoying Cornette, which is hard yeah. because he's annoying for the rest of his life. <laughs> this is peak annoying character, Cornette. There you go. Yes. Yes, exactly. Uh, what did you think of the match?
1: I thought this was pretty decent. Um yeah. cons- I mean, I, again, I, I've never seen a smoking guns match before all i know about the smoking guns is that at one point when she was the most searched person on the internet sunny was their manager um and i i know that this there there was like a storyline the original like uh heel manager storyline was that billy i think it was fell in love with her and she like kind of manipulated them with that
0: Mm -hmm. classic billy classic daddy ass
1: Hey, daddy! Ass got to chase
0: some, you know. <laughs> so Yoko gets in. It's a slam to Bart because uh, you know they the guns were working over Owen to start the match, uh, but he misses the standing elbow drop that Yoko does. Owen is really working hard in this match. I feel like Owen is the the hero of this match by a lot.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, look, man, it works because you. You know what's crazy is. Yokozuna is two years removed from main events in WrestleMania at this point. Yeah. And now it's like he's like completely an afterthought. Like he looks terrible. He looks completely gassed. He looks like he's just way too big to even be wrestling.
0: Yeah. And obviously it's specific because of his size, but there is this weird cycle that if you look over time for certain like upper mid card main event guys like they always go through that like you could say the same thing like oh two years ago drew mcintyre was like the top of the card like he was a wrestlemania main eventer now it's like he just hangs out with his boys sheamus and is the bang bros like that's what that's what they do <laughs> banger bros mm, uh disagree
1: anyways i mean look i i don't know he's probably gonna be in a triple threat match at wrestlemania for the ic title so
0: which will that's slap. not terrible It's not bad. Like,
1: the guy can't main event mania every year.
0: Yeah. I guess, but also, Yoko's drop hasn't been as extreme as, like, a gender Mahal, right?
1: Yes. I don't, but at the same time, it's, I feel like it's different because you can't really compare gender to, to someone of that ilk because gender didn't make it to Mania as anywhere near he didn't even make it there as a mid-card guy the next year wasn't he in that weird fatal four-way US title match that Randy or or Bobby Roode I think won
0: or Randy won
1: or someone of
0: that ilk won isn't there a year between where he was in the Andre and got fucked up by Gronkowski uh maybe man I don't know (laughs) all the Wrestlemania is starting to blend together I'm getting old All right. the other part of the match I want to talk about the guns have really good tag team offense.
1: Brother, uh, the fucking back suplex into the neck breaker, I was like, oh, go on and cook.
0: So they hit that, and I'm like, well, okay, so the guns have like, you know, a good double D move in their arsenal. Then they hit a side slam leaping leg drop combo, and I was like, okay. The guns I was like, are first I, off, get, I get the guns. I get it now.
1: Billy's got some bunnies. I was looking at that yeah. and I was like, also. It doesn't get talked about enough how good Billy Gunn is as the second guy in oh, a yeah. in a tag team. Oh, Billy yeah. Gunn, elite, he's it in three. The, yeah. the the smoking guns, who obviously, you know, are the worst of the three. Uh he obviously with the with the uh new age outlaws, he was yeah the, the, I mean he was the more over of the two in my opinion, at least. Yeah, and then Billy uh, and Chuck. Billy and Chuck, which listen, I will always have a fond place in my heart for Billy and Chuck because they were there uh in my first year of wrestling. Yeah. And that's the, all that matters.
0: There is a, a really, s- like, a set of skills to be an elite tag guy with whoever. I think of Billy. I think of Claudio. I think of Kofi. Like, these are guys who could tag with whoever. Like, people always think, like, oh, well, Kofi, obviously, he's like New Day. Kofi did it with uh, with Evan Bourne. Uh, he did it with CM Punk. He did it with R-Truth. Like, Kofi can do with everybody. All right? Yeah. Billy Gunn Just did it with a bunch of people, and then like Claudio could be with whomever Kane. in a tag team. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, Kane
1: might be the most elite of this of this bunch. That's true. Uh, Kane,
0: Kane does it too. So the heels get the advantage uh, because Yoko distracts the ref and lets Owen kick out after after that uh, side sl- leaping leg drop. Owen does a drop toe hold. Yoko hits a leg drop, which is a lot of leg. My God, that's that's a lot that's of leg to drop.
1: That's a big ham hock right there. It's a
0: ham hock right there. Uh, Yoko's choking out Billy, but he gets an arm raise up on the third attempt at one point. We do get a hot tag to Bart. Rate the hot tag. It's like a six. The military press slam was good. It was good. Yeah, but, I
1: mean, look, man, it's it's an okay. My, my rating is it's okay, and okay to me is like a six.
0: But military press slam shouldn't be in your hot tag because it's a very slow move. Yeah. Like it slows it down immediately because you have to get the guy up and oh look at me being strong and lift him up. Yeah, just, just and
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I think he drop kicks Yoko out of the ring too right yeah. after that. Um yeah. Owen at one point pulls down the rope, uh Bart falls out of it when he goes to to push himself off, uh, which lets Yoko hit a Billy to uh wow, yeah, Billy to Billy on, on Billy. Uh, (laughs) He follows that up He drags him into the corner Hits his bonsai drop But it's weird because So the pin doesn't happen Because uh, Bart gets back in
0: Yeah Bart breaks up the pin
1: Yoko back body drops him out of the ring Tags in Owen Who grabs Billy and it looks like he's about to do The sharpshooter But then like doesn't And
0: just pins him And wins it was kind of weird. I guess he was like trying to like, oh, the fans want to see a sharpshooter. Too bad. This is Owen's first title in the WWF. So he celebrates like a motherfucker. Yeah. In aside from the King of the Ring, which obviously is its own title as well. This is the first gold he has won in the WWF. He didn't have a a tag run? Not before this. He goes he has a couple after. But not before. it not was Nightheart. He didn't win it with Nightheart. No. Wow. So that's why if you look at the, if you watch the clip, he celebrates like a son of a bitch. Uh, pop quiz. Who dethrones these two in five months to win the belts? What year was this? 96? 95 into 96. 95
1: into 96. Uh at the beginning of 96, it would have been uh Fuck it, let's just say the Road Warriors. It
0: was HBK and Diesel. They were still together? And that was nine <laughs> yeah, ninety five, yeah. A mid- is that when they mid- explode? Probably right after that, yeah. There's Not a 95. there's a wrestling historian listening to us and being like, You fools, these are the dates. Wait, no, hold on. This is ninety five into
1: ninety six?
0: Not they or sorry, they would have won wanted- it. So they didn't hold it into 96. It was it just 95. Okay. Because five months after WrestleMania is what? April, May, June, July, August.
1: That's interesting. Because I so, didn't. So Sean never faced Diesel at Mania. No, because 96 was the the Brett match. Yeah. Oh, well. Speaking of know. that Brett
0: match, we're going to take a break. When we get back, we have a match re- related to that Brett match. It is In Your House 6, Rage in the Cage, and we don't have the cage match. No, we have Owen Hart versus Shawn Michaels, February 18th, 1996. This match is for Shawn's shot at at Bret at WrestleMania 12. So if Owen won, he'd get another shot at his brother two years after his WrestleMania 10 victory. The side-like storyline for this is that Owen was claiming responsibility for the attack that took Shawn out in 1995, aka the Syracuse incident where he got his shit kicked by some marines question mark I think that's who it was uh and so he also said like I want to beat Brett cuz f- fuck that guy essentially I I do love Owen's singular hatred for his brother for like 3 years Everything else was cool and then he's just like fuck Brett <laughs>
1: I mean, look. One of the most endearing moments uh, in the it, it, throughout the entirety of the '90s, pretty much, honestly, still to this day, is that moment where he joins back in with the Heart Foundation, where he's like, Brett, when, when not Brett, when he's like, "Owen, I love you," uh, and then they 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 hug, and he's all in, and then they go heal like uh, right away, immediately. <laughs> <It's> like- <laughs> and it's just that whole funny thing but yeah no I mean look I also love that where it's just like you know all this stuff all this stuff all this stuff but fuck that guy specifically
0: it's like how Kevin Owens remembers stuff as a wrestler like he just doesn't forget (laughs) shit which is my favorite part of his gimmick like Owen at any point is like yeah I'll go for the tag titles I'll do this but if the opportunity comes up to screw Brett I absolutely will like he does he does not care
1: it reminds me, uh, a couple of days ago, the the WWE on their YouTube dropped an hour plus long playlist of the entirety of the Bloodline stuff with Sami Zayn only. Oh, and one of the segments was him. It was it was last year. It was him and um, and Owens when when at the end of it, he's like, "Just come to Raw with me," and then Sammy like pushes him. Um, and mm-hmm. in that promo, I believe he says something about like, "Yeah, man, and you know, I, I, I have screwed you every step of the way, but I'm still your best friend." And it's like all this stuff. It's like you manipulative piece of shit. Yeah,
0: you bastard. <laughs> you gaslight my guy. So this is peak cocky, insufferable Sean. Like this yeah. is absolute asshole Sean. and let's let's talk about what happens at the beginning of the match they they shove Sean slides through woman's legs runs around ringside high fives fans and kisses a woman what was 1995 or 1996 what the fuck is going on here he's a baby face he <laughs> is and that woman loved it she was thrilled at least in the moment
1: i will you know i will say Sean's whole look right here is a fucking flex Oh, he yeah. looks like a million dollars. Like yeah. that dude, I, I'm
0: looking at him and I'm like, yep, that, yeah, that's that's your top guy. I get it. I get it. Owen returns favor, Sean comes back in the ring. Owen slides through Sean's legs, tries to high five fans, and Sean hits him with a top rope crossbody instead. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's which is really good looking. It was really good. Also, oh, uh, is Sean Michaels the least athletic athletic guy? Oh uh, I mean, I'm tempted to say uh, slow-mo. It's not the, punk. No, I'm, I'm tempted to say the uh, the power forward for the Grizzlies. What was it? Kyle Anderson? Uh, yeah, Kyle Anderson. Yeah, uh, I'm tempted to say him because he might be the most the least athletic athlete I've ever seen.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a good shout, actually. Yeah. That's a real... Yeah, I'll give you that one.
0: But in terms of wrestling, it might be... Sh- Nobody looks more awkward than Sean does doing stuff except for a kip-up and switch to music. He's good at those yeah. two.
1: Really, he can good. get his leg real up high up there, and he can do a kip up. Uh, by the way, the other after so when I was doing my my prep for this podcast, I I, I watched this match like two days ago, or no, okay. no, sorry, it was yesterday. My girlfriend right right over here has this really comfortable carpet or uh, rug on the ground. Okay, and so I, I had just finished that, and I was like, you know, I'm gonna try it. So I I attempted to do a kip-up, nailed it.
0: For context, uh, I had to push my car because it got stuck on some ice, and I pulled my thigh and back muscles. So (laughs) that's where we are at physically currently on this podcast. I'm like, I'm literally... On the evolutionary track to just look like Captain Lou Albano in a couple of years, <laughs> oh, and I already have the Hawaiian shirts; they're behind me. You're gonna uh, end up looking
1: like uh, like Mr. Incredible, but like before they come back as superheroes. Oh yeah, the whole trading montage. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: gonna start lifting fucking trains. All right, <laughs> uh, some really good moves in this match. Uh, Owen yeah. hits a hip toss. They get they do a double kip up. Uh, Hurricane Rana by Michaels, which looked super awkward because he's not an athlete. First
1: off, it's Frankensteiner.
0: Of course it is. Owen hits, and he does this often, a tremendous belly to belly. Fuck yes. Owen Hart might honestly have the best belly to belly in the business. It's really, really good. We got a neck breaker by Owen, two count. Sharpshooter attempt, Michaels fights it off. We got a camel clutch by Owen. Sean powers out with some shots in the midsection. And Owen is just dominant for like the mi- whole middle stretch of this match.
1: Yes. Uh Jerry the King Laudler is loving it. He is oh, like he's... at one point during that camel clutch, he's like, yeah, Owen invented the camel clutch. Yeah. Lawler's like, just
0: saying shit.
1: And by the way, thoughts to to th- thoughts go out to to Jerry Lawler, I, oh yeah, I heard he suffered a stroke the other day. Yeah, which is they, they put out
0: a statement crazy. that says he's doing he's doing all right and he's going to make a recovery. But uh, always scary stuff. But yeah, it's hope still a shit situation. Okay. Like we we can't stand you on commentary sometimes, Jerry. But by all accounts, you're a pretty fun guy. People people really like you, and you had some of the best calls for the Attitude Era. Yeah, but as long as you weren't screaming puppies, you were actually pretty great. So you,
1: you've had your moments, and you're not a pervert on TV anymore. So you know which we're just gonna. Way. Yeah,
0: just uh, keep being a, a
1: a good law-abiding citizen and and focus on your health, man.
0: A little later on, kind of skipping ahead in the match, Owen's kicking Sean in the head as he lies prone, does a sharpshooter, and he flips Michael. Sean finds the ropes, which is good. Uh, Owen does a scoop slam and then does a snot rocket onto Sean.
1: You which, know, who, that's some real I, I, I don't remember if it was with you that, that I was discussing this last week or not. I cannot do a snot rocket to save my life. Really? I don't know how it's... I, I do not understand how people do this. Like, I physically do not... I've tried so many times. It just doesn't come out. It's just like... It's like a little trail. And then it'll, like, trail down. And then I have to just kind of, like, wipe it away. Because it's, like, it's literally just like a drip.
0: You has got to put some more effort into it. I I'm only... as so much as I can, man. <laughs> I remember... I distinctly remember I learned how to do snot rockets when I started playing football. Because I just was like... <laughs> I can't blow my nose out here. And I was just like, I saw somebody else. He was like, that seems easy. You can just put your finger to side of your nose and let her rip. Just, just like Owen happen. did on Sean. It just you doesn't can, work, see, you know. can see it exit Owen's nose. That's the grossest part.
1: Look, man, you know, you already know my guy is definitely a professional with that shit. He's from Calgary.
0: I like no. that drive-by on a uh, a city that if I asked you to point it out on a map of Canada, you would be so far off.
1: Because I, cause I would just wouldn't go high enough is probably the <laughs> issue here. That's exactly, I just right.
0: That's exactly where your problem would be. Uh, so after the snot rocket, Michael sits a roll-up for a two-count. Uh, Sean eventually kind of fights back, gets his diving forearm. Owen gets up, but Sean does the kip up. And then we start getting into the, the finish and kind of the, the end sequence. I'll let you dive into it.
1: Yeah, Sean does his his, uh, his five moves of doom. He does the, the flying yeah. clothesline. He does a kip up, flying forearm, scoop slam, flying elbow. Jim Cornette gets at the rig. He punches Jim Cornette. Yeah, Jim there's Cornette like
0: a, gets like, his
1: hands. There's like an interesting little trade sequence uh, where Owen – Gets his foot caught, and that's usually the spot where he goes for the Enziguri. Sean has it scouted, though he ducks. Uh, the Enziguri misses, and as soon as Owen uh, is upright, Sean Sweet Chin musics his ass straight to hell. One, yep. two, three. Sean Michaels is going to WrestleMania
0: to complete the boyhood dream to beat Bret at WrestleMania to win the title in an hour-long Iron Man match that is very, very long.
1: That we've covered on this podcast before, I believe, in the Shawn Michaels episode. It wasn't a Michaels episode. So. Let's
0: move to some more uh, to some more gold. This time, the European variety. It is the March third, nineteen ninety-seven episode of Raw, and it is the finals of the inaugural European Championship tournament. And it is brother-in-law versus brother-in-law, tag partner versus tag partner. It is Owen Hart versus the British Bulldog. I love a good tournament, so let's break down the bracket. Bulldog beat Mankind and Vader. That's a pretty wow. tough task. Owen wow. beat Bret Hart by count out in the second round, but Counts. also beat our guy Flash Funk, a.k.a. 2 Cold Scorpio.
1: Okay, do you have the full bracket right there?
0: That was That was pretty much it, yeah.
1: I want to know who the fuck two Cold Scorpio
0: beat to get to the second oh, round. No, 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 I, no, Brett was the second round. Flash Funk was the first oh, round match. Oh, okay. And, yeah.
1: I was about to fucking say, because yeah. there's no fucking way Brett's getting bounced in the first round, and, and our boy uh, Flash Funk, Flash Gordon Webster's getting to the goddamn second round.
0: These two are fighting over the D'Lo Brown title, which is, you know, they didn't know it was the D'Lo Brown title yet, but it would be. Uh, and for context, we're in Germany, Berlin, baby, schnitzel, schnitzel's unreal.
1: I've never, unreal. Seen, I've still to this day,
0: I've never had schnitzel. You gotta have some schnitzel and some spatula, which I know sounds like I just said the same thing with a different accent, but I, <laughs> I it's not, they're like little, no, you said like schnitzel
1: and little... you said spatula, what? <laughs> 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 spatula. what? spatula,
0: spatula, a spatula. It's, uh, I, don't ask me to spell it because there's no fucking way. Uh, but it's essentially, like, little, they're like little gnocchis almost. You know what I mean? Ooh! Yeah, yeah, they're good. So you get, you get a plate of and you make them fresh and you just literally, like, you chop them into the into the boiling water and then when they float, they're ready, you take them out, you get your schnitzel, all nice and crispy, and then you get your spatula right beside it and then you just put the gravy on both. Mm. Mmm!
1: good stuff. Do I need to go to Germany?
0: Maybe you do. Maybe you do. (laughs) Um, you before we started talking said you let li- you really like this match. What about this it did you is like? my this is my favorite match with the bunch. But what I love about it is
1: honestly, I'm just going to say it now, um, a straight up match, not including the atmosphere, not anything else. I genuinely think this might be better than the Wembley main event, the the IC mm-hmm. title match wow. between this and Brett, between Bulldog and Brett. Wow, I think that the chemistry between him and Owen is him. These guys were going out there and they were selling like crazy. It's the best technical work yeah. Bulldog's ever done in his career. Owen, By, by the way, Owen absolutely was carrying him uh, throughout this. And you could tell if you just like pay attention. But it, 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 if you're just straight watching this match like you just decided, you know, I want to watch a match. I'm just going to throw this on. And you're not like analyzing it or anything like we obviously have to do for this podcast. You would look at that and you're like, holy shit. Bulldog came with his working shoes on today.
0: Bulldog Bulldog came to fucking play. I will say, I don't know if we've given enough credit so far, so this is the match where we'll do it. Owen Hart is a technical savant. Oh, absolutely. He is, like the things people look for, you know, is it crisp, is it clean, does it flow? Owen might be the best, this is going to sound weird, like the best stop and start guy I've ever seen. He can yes. go for a long stretch and then milk whatever he needs to milk and then go back to going hard again, and nothing is lost. There's He very rarely does something he doesn't need to do in a match. Like it's all It all has purpose, and everything hits clean, and every time he hits a belly-to-belly belly, like an angel gets their wings. You know what I mean? Like, I'm
1: just going to tell you right now, uh, if you were to ask me to put it in NBA terms, Owen Hart might be James Hart. Okay. Owen okay. Hart might be James Hart. That brother's going to get his free throws however he wants. That offense is going to be absolutely prolific. Now, don't ask this man to play any defense. Don't ask uh, Owen to cut a promo. But let me tell you something. Or or to bust out the character stuff. But let me tell you something. Everything else, that brother's got it on lock.
0: It's true. He's got everything. Why the fuck is Honky Tonk Man on commentary?
1: I just I refuse to talk about it. Okay, um,
0: good. That's enough. That's enough for me. I it <laughs> it took was me to a second. <laughs> took me a second. Cause I was like, I was like, is this Jim Cornette? Cause they sound similar. I thought it was Cornette at first too. And then I think it's Vince. This is what do you think, honky tonk? And I was insane. like, Honky Tonk, who the fuck let him do commentary? No, you know when I
1: realized it was a honky tonk is at one point I think he says uh, a honky tonk man deserved to be in this tournament but it, but they didn't let him be. In That's it. it. That's and what happens.
0: Like, oh shit! Honky tonk commentary. What the hell? All right, let's talk about specific moments that are amazing in this match. Go to town. Just the beginning when the, yes. they they like
1: immediately get into a wrist lock and they're just doing fancy shit all over. Like Owen's doing his little flip off the ropes. They're just fucking playing. They're just playing around, motherfucker. It's a wrist lock and they're just fucking dancing.
0: After that, there's a test of strength. Bulldog clearly wins because obviously, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Owen then gets a hip toss after he does the thing where you you flip the uh, flip the pressure by bouncing off the ropes. Yep. Bulldog then counters with a power bomb that Owen sets him up for perfectly and then catapults Owen clean over the top rope. And then we get my favorite my favorite thing they do in this match is the little trade. Bulldog, being the more babyface of the two, sits down on the middle rope and lets Owen back in. And Owen is very tentative, but he, he does come back in and goes to the middle rope, whatever. Then Owen returns favor later because he sends Bulldog over the top rope. Owen celebrates with a front flip the way that Bulldog did before. And then Owen holds the rope. And Bulldog is like, I, I can't tell if you're fucking with me. Or if you're trying to genuinely return favor. And Owen doesn't attack him. I was like, this is actually good. This is some good stuff in this. This is character growth. Yeah, it is. I mean, Owen's still the worst. but
1: <laughs> I, Yeah, you know, he hates his brother. But not this one, you know? Yeah. Um, really laws <laughs> cool. Yeah, brother in laws cool. You know, he's got to keep his sister happy. Um, and I mean, look, it's. We also. Another thing that needs to be mentioned here is Owen looks significantly older.
0: Yeah. In the like years since we've seen him, because this is a little over a year between uh, his match with Michaels and now, he does look to have been a little older. In that time, he kind of. He tagged with Baby Boy. He was part of Camp Cornette for a while. Um, they they won the tag titles at one point. Like th- there's a lot going on. He he's he's aged somehow yeah. in the middle of that. Yeah.
1: I gotta know when Oge was born. Did he become a father in this time? Is that what the issue here is? Maybe. I don't know. He just looks older. He looks tired. Oge uh, was born in
0: ninety-two.
1: Damn. Oh,
0: Christy was born in ninety-five
1: so oh oh, sleepless nights baby sleepless nights yeah maybe that's it maybe that's uh yeah yeah that that could that one could be it um no he just he just looks older He, he obviously he's cut his hair um he just it's just interesting um but he's very much still the same performer that he is uh at one point here bulldog gets a crucifix for a pin and i just i lost my mind I, mean, I was like, this is this is, might be the greatest match of all time. Because he follows that up by putting on a surfboard. I'm yeah. like, what the hell is going
0: on here? Yeah. Yeah, then that's when we get Owen returning favor after he sends Bulldog to the out. Uh, so Later on, some other things that happened. Bulldog hits a sunset flip at one point, and it was unnatural to see Bulldog do that. I, <laughs> I didn't... I didn't know he could do that. It's like the John Mulaney bit about the horse in the hospital. It's like, the horse used the elevator. I didn't know he knew how to do that. <laughs> uh, Owen uh, hits Owen... an overhead belly to belly. <laughs> so good.
1: For a fall. It's great. Uh, at one point, he slapped, right after that, he slaps on a camel clutch. Uh, yeah. A bulldog is a strong boy. Strong, strong, man. Um, because he just lifts Owen up from that position and hits an electric chair.
0: Which... Owen almost lands very, very poorly on the electric chair drop. Like he, he rolled at the right time, which was good. But like I was like, "Oh fuck, that's that's bad."
1: It's not. It's not great. great. He does a middle. uh, Owen does get hit the advantage back. He hits a middle rope elbow drop for a near fall. Um, At one point, he he gets bulldog to the top. He's going for a superplex. Uh, Bulldog manages to turn it into a crossbody. It's a very ugly looking (laughs) crossbody. He doesn't cross, get all of it. But a crossbody nonetheless. That's
0: right. Clothesline by Bulldog. Hits three of them in total. Suplex for two count. Military press and Bulldog drops Owen on the top rope. Nuts first. Ooh. We do love nuts. Um. <laughs> when I said pardon. Owen, uh, Owen's <laughs> German. In Germany, rich. <laughs> what the people bring want down that wall <laughs> um <laughs> oh <Owen. laughs> canadian scary. wrestler which the what was the wall down it's 97 the walls yeah down. the wall came down like 88 <laughs> yeah owen's just yelling just tear down the wall hoser yeah. Gorbachev, <laughs> <Garbage. laughs> bring down that wall yeah, jabroni Uh, Owen gets a middle rope crossbody for a two. Hits the insecurity, Gets a sharpshooter in. How good is Owen's sharpshooter? I will. I mean, Brett's got the
1: best one. Yes, obviously. I think Owens is.
0: Owens is. uh, It's right there with him. I would say it's good. It's in no way bad. I wouldn't fault him for it. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. It's not like the Rock where if you pushed him from behind, the Rock would fall over.
1: It's like if you know. It's one of those where he puts it on and you look at it and you're like, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, then we start to get to the finish. Talk about the finish. Yeah. Uh, at one point, um, a bulldog – so Owen has uh, a bulldog set up. Or like he's trying to go for a power driver. Bulldog flips out of it, uh, hits a running power slam. Owen kicks out. Uh-huh.
0: Um,
1: And then they, they have a couple of exchanges – Owen kind of gets in the poison rana position, but instead yeah. moves forward um, and, and goes for a roll for a victory roll, uh, which Bulldog gets out of and reverses it, kind of like he did to Brett at Wembley. It's it's, it's very reminiscent. Game. I
0: think that was the point.
1: He doesn't get as deep on it, so it kind of no. like throws me off on it a little bit. But you know, it's it's good enough. One, two, three. Bulldog wins
0: the match. And the European title, good for Bulldog. The team would blow up because Brett or because Owen wanted to get the European championship off of Bulldog. But Brett would convince them to settle the differences and join him in the Hart Foundation. We're going to take our last break. When we get back, we have a very infamous match. Owen Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Back from the break. It is SummerSlam 1997. It is Owen Hart versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. Owen is defending. The IC Championship against Austin in a match that's also a kiss my ass match where if Owen (laughs) beats Austin, Austin has to kiss his ass. I
1: did not know that this was a kiss my ass
0: match. So let's talk about, you already know what happened if you know anything about SummerSlam and Austin's career. This is the match where Austin has his neck broken.
1: I thought this was just a straight IC title
0: match. No, the reason they th- they couldn't change the finish to have Owen retain and figure it out later is they could not go back on that stipulation because Austin having to kiss somebody's ass would ruin him as a as a character. Yeah. So that's why we get the finish that we do in this match, because there was no because of that stipulation, there was no way around it. You had to finish it this way. Like you could have done a DQ, but Austin couldn't fucking move. Austin would have been just head dangling like this, just Yeah, and like can't fucking have that. So they were they had painted themselves into the corner, obviously not knowing what was going to happen. But uh have you watched this match before?
1: Um yes. I so when I had the, the whole little attitude era rewatch when they had that massive playlist on, on the WWE network, uh I did go through and watch this. I remember I really only remember kind of the last like 10 minutes. When I saw how long this match was, I was like, oh, this is longer than I remember it being.
0: I mean, it's only 16 bell to bell.
1: Yeah, but I just thought it was like fucking like 7 Austin breaks his neck and they go and home the, right away. And that's
0: what I thats what I think people think is that there wasn't a match beforehand. I've actually never watched the match. I've seen the last two minutes. Wow. Like I've seen the, the end portion to kind of figure out what happens, but I've never actually watched the match. The match itself is good. It's good. It's solid. Like, I mean... Oh, do you know who Owen won the title from? That's a good question, too.
1: Ooh, that is a... Is it a wrestler that I'm never going to be able to guess? No, you'd you know this man. Is it Farouk? Right stable, wrong person. Uh, is, it from, is it D'Lo? No. Nope. Comma?
0: Dude, he won it from The Rock. Oh! <laughs> you know, Dwayne? You heard of him? I
1: thought because I th- my thinking is Austin's fr- or his first title reign came from when he had the feud with Austin. Yeah, so I was like, oh, that's a you know that's where my mind is
0: that whole that whole way. Yeah, and I knew Mark Henry wasn't there yet, so I was like, it's not him. I do love Mark Henry, and I just want him to be happy. I heard that he got a promotion in AEW, and I'm like, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> What the fuck is he getting promoted to? Well, but he's doing like, uh, oh fuck, I forget what it's called. Like the community care stuff, like all their outreach stuff. It's like him, Big oh. Show, Jake Roberts, and somebody else. Can you imagine
1: you're doing, you're at a charity event, and who who's there is the headline attraction? It's
0: Jake the Snake Roberts. <laughs> or it's just, you have like a board meeting, and then Paul White and Mark Henry show up, I'd be fucking terrified. I'd, I'd shit my dungarees. All right, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the match. Uh, Austin gets run by Owen before the match even begins. Uh, Owen is focused very much on Austin's knee. That's the whole beginning of the match.
1: Yes, the bionic uh, redneck or whatever the fuck.
0: Yeah.
1: Austin just starts throwing dukes. He's That's all the man beforehand. is doing here,
0: <laughs> and he's doing a really I good job. Play.
1: Well, put. we all have to, to wrestle with ourselves and our inner thoughts and just come together as a collective and say all Stone Cold Steve Austin really did was throw punches and stomps, uh, hit a couple moves, finish it off with a stunner and go home.
0: And you know what? It's OK. He did it like it, a house on fire. It's OK like, because the dude, houses it-
1: were packed and the crowds were screaming.
0: He whips people into the ropes. He does the press. He whips them into the turnbuckle. He does the stomping. Like, that's that's what he does, man. I like it because there's a spot where Austin has kind of been in control a little bit. He's trying to work Hart's legs in the ring post. Owen pulls Austin into the ring post, then stomps on Austin's hand on the steel steps. Then they get in the ring, and Owen's doing some, like, joint manipulation stuff, and he's just straight up biting the middle finger of Stone Cold. He's like, you can flip <laughs> yeah. me off. How about you have no finger? And then he does the Pete done. He does the finger snaps. Yeah, which, like, I didn't know they had that in 1997.
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy to me to think that uh, Owen was so influenced by, like, a three-year-old Pete Dunne. It's crazy.
0: Pete Dunne would have been, like, terrorizing a fucking daycare. Bro, Pete Dunne's 29.
1: Pete Dunne's been wrestling 17
0: years. Jesus Christ. Uh, (laughs) Austin drags (laughs) him back. to another great overhead, belly to belly. Neck breaker, which is an unfortunate thing that happens in this match a couple of times. He taught they commentary, talks straight up about how Owen is focused on Austin's neck. And I'm like, that's so uncomfortable.
1: That is so uh, foretelling. For like, we yeah. are spoiling the movie here,
0: guys. Yeah. Um, like he, Owen hits a German. They're like, oh, you got to be worried about Austin's neck. And then he's in a camel clutch. they like, oh, really cranking the neck. I'm like, guys, shut the fuck up. It's a DDT. You're like, oh, the neck. Yeah. Side you rushing last like, week. Like <laughs> huh? Why'd you sound like Bill Simmons there? Whoa! Oh the neck. Whoa! That's good. <laughs> oh my god. Austin's out. Ewing theory?
1: What was the what was the Anthony Bennett with the number one pick, the Cleveland Cavaliers select Anthony Bennett?
0: Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I love that reaction from him. Uh for content, that his podcast was my number one podcast all last year. I forget that I've, out. I've listened
1: rap. to the episode from today already. That's, that's I, I
0: haven't, so I'm excited to do that. So often I listen to Bill Simmons. So, Owen Austin gets free, like you said, the DT by Owen. Owen's running the ropes, he gets caught in a sleeper. Austin gets caught in a sleeper, but does the like jawbreaker to get free. Uh, yep. Russian leg sweep by Owen, he's using the ropes for an advantage on a choke hold. Austin's yelling at the ref, or Owen's yelling at the ref. Austin gets the opening. Then we get the the unfortunate part. Owen pile drives Austin from a tombstone position directly on his head. You can tell on, if you slow it down on the way down, how Austin was not nearly high enough in the position. Like his head was exposed. So he, his neck was just crunched as he landed. A brother's crowning. Very hard. That's pretty much it. I will say Owen recognizes immediately that Austin is hurt and pivots. And starts taunting around the ring, talking about he's going to make Austin kiss his ass, starts a candidate chant, and he's like checking back at, I think Earl's the ref. I think Hebner's the ref. Yeah. yeah it's he's Hebner. like checking and Earl's checking on Austin. And they're doing a really good job of, if you're watching and you're just seeing live without any context, you're like, oh, like Austin's going to come back and fuck him up or whatever. So as much as like, it probably, like it's probably Owen's fault. That move was the way it was, was Owen's fault. And like nobody, you don't like to say that obviously because what happens to Owen, but looking at the move objectively, it looks like it's probably Owen's fault. And I don't think, I, I think Austin was pissed but i think he doesn't hold any ill will after like before. i think he was
1: i think he was pissed in the moment but moment. I, I do think that they squashed it they squashed it uh, I, I think owen. i remember him I, I don't know if it was in his podcast or an interview he did at some point he said yeah like we squashed it like almost immediately owen was like owen's one of the he's like he's like owen's one of the best guys that locker room you know he's he just immediately was like so Just like I'm so sorry, apologetic, all this other stuff to you know offer to take care of me with with whatever I needed, all that jazz. Um, But yeah, you know it's it's unfortunate. Um, Obviously, we know the finish. Austin surprise roll up
0: one two three. He wins on the the fact that Austin moves at all is incredible. (laughs) Like every time I think about when was Sin broke his finger and called for the X, and I'm like. Austin, Austin finished this fucking match. Kurt uh, Angle won a, a gold medal on a broke with a broken freaking neck, brother. He didn't break his finger; he dislocated. He just thats what it is. He dislocated his finger. Fucking then, then locate it. Then call up Khalid. Send me your location.
1: Put, put it back in. I have I have dislocated my finger just like in bed, you know. <laughs> and I just popped that. I wish I were kidding. I genuinely I wish I were joking. Uh, I I was literally at one point cuddling my girlfriend, uh, and she like, ke- like Kelly just like turns and like accidentally just lands on my hand and it like dislocated my finger and it popped that shit back in. Damn. <laughs> yeah, it's not my first time doing it. I think my I honestly feel like my body is just susceptible to shit getting dislocated pretty easily because it happens quite frequently.
0: Yeah, but like. Austin gets a roll up. He wins. So he gets the ice title. He obviously would relinquish it. Um, but we're going to talk about a promo that Owen cuts after this. So September 29th, 1997, we're at Raw. This is the promo for this week. Owen comes out with an Owen 316 on the shirt and says, I just broke your neck on the back. All-time so clearly time shirt they right got to be good because this is, some sh- this is some heat to fucking pull if you're not good. Yeah. Owen to the I mean, and Vince is there. <laughs> and Owen brought the riot squad, not Ruby and Liv and Sarah, like an actual <laughs> group of riot police with him. Um, Jesus. And Vince asks Owen what's the matter with him. Owen says, I speak the truth, read it and weep. I'll do it again. I was like, Jesus Christ.
1: He calls Farouk a great. I guess he's facing Farouk for the title uh, in yes. a few weeks or whatever. And he's, uh, he he he's calls- point, right?
0: I'm going I'm to spoil it for, for you for a sec. Owen beats Farouk with the help of Austin, because Austin's logic is, "I want to beat Owen, not you, Farouk."
1: All right, man. Um, <laughs> he calls Farouk a great wrestler. Uh, says that he's better and he can beat him with his hands behind his back. Uh, says losing the title was a mistake because Austin had a broken neck.
0: Yeah, he said he had compassion. He was kind to Austin, but also says that Owen, that Austin should stop threatening him. And that's why he has security. because And they say Austin's broken security before. He stunned Vince. He stunned Sergeant Slaughter. Uh, Owen tells Vince that he should get rid of Austin. He's like, he's bad news. He's bad for your company. Not knowing that oh, Austin is the one making this company a billion-dollar enterprise. Yeah, he repeats himself a lot. <laughs> that's the Owen problem with promos. He has yeah. key points. And instead of letting things pause he will repeat himself to get himself time to get to his next bit instead of just giving himself those pauses or just being a little bit more flowy in his stuff yeah it's it's it's, very it's much, the owen problem
1: it's very much the in this time period you know guys were getting bullet points and it kind of just felt like owen got the bullet points and was like okay so this is what i'm saying only this
0: yeah and like sometimes he could build around it and, and respond, but also like Vince isn't giving him anything. And Vince isn't really yeah. supposed to, though. He's supposed to let him speak for himself. Like I feel like he could play off somebody else, but not Vince here. This could have been a
1: real star making spot for for Owen, and it just yeah. wasn't because I mean he kind of fumbled the fucking promo, which is the most important part.
0: Owen is taunting on the middle rope. Here comes Austin. He was dressed as security the whole time. What a surprise. Uh, they had fucking like riot shield helmets on. So obviously he's underneath one of them. Uh, Stunned yeah. Owen, the other police are slow as fuck. Austin, this is great. Austin escapes through the crowd. And as the riot police try to get in, the crowd stops them. Like they all were like, no, 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 no. Like it was very <laughs> much uh, uh, running me a Spider Man stopping the train and then they all pass yeah. him back. He's just a kid. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's just our bald redneck
0: <laughs> He's our crazy redneck Jim Ross calls him Richard Kimball I was like it's a Is that a fugitive reference
1: I don't know what Richard Kimball is
0: You haven't seen The Fugitive What a movie The Fugitive is an I, excellent uh, film
1: the fugitive.
0: the fugitive No I can't,
1: yes. can't say that I have
0: Harrison Ford is the fugitive He plays a doctor who's been accused of murdering his wife And there's this great scene where he's at the end of a tunnel and Ty's being chased by Tommy Lee Jones and he's like, I didn't kill my wife. And Tommy Lee Jones says, I don't care. It's very great. Excellent movie. Oh,
1: okay, movie. yeah, yeah. Now I know what shot about. Yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I don't, I don't care. care.
0: It very also gives me that's the same vibes as Sachala and, and uh uh yeah. Hawkeye meeting for the first time. We haven't met yet. I'm Clint. I don't care. <laughs> Love it. I miss Chad <laughs> Love it. so goddamn it! Uh, All right.
1: Such an incredible actor.
0: Well, this is unfortunate. So let's – before we get to the sad stuff, I want to talk – I'm going to give you some of the best Owen Hart ribs because Owen Hart was known <laughs> as a classic, like, backstage rib guy.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, what's – didn't he, like, shit in someone's bag Some at one point?
0: <laughs> I don't know if he shit in his bag. I haven't seen that one. I saw that he stole Gangrel's watch and just kept giving it back to him. Like he'd steal it one day and give it back to him and put it in in like a random spot later. Um, (laughs) That's awesome. Which is great. Uh, That's awesome. Owen, I guess, spiked a chili at... Like spiked a bowl of chili at Harley Race's house and made everybody sick, which is kind of a (laughs) dick thing to do. But... uh, Owen would also... Go limp anytime that uh, Lex Luger tried to get him up for a press slam, but only Lex, he would he would just become dead weight for Lex Luger, for Lex Luger, which is kind of funny. Jesus
1: Christ. Um,
0: Owen would apparently as this this story was told on Dark Side of the Ring. Uh, him and Martha's wife would go out for a run. As they ran past people, he'd turn and say, For the last time, I don't want to go out with you. Like <laughs> which is good. And then also stuff like apparently while on tour in Kuwait, before a match with Brett, Owen doused his hands in cans of sardines. So that way when you do a camel clutch, it just was right in Brett's nose. That stuff, that stuff you can pull on your brothers, though. Absolutely. Come on, man. And this is my favorite one because it's such a random thing to do. Owen once convinced Ahmed Johnson that he had been invited to go on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Oh no. The point where Ahmed bought new clothes to go to the show and then Owen and Davey Boy were like found him wondering why the limo was running late.
1: Oh no. Like it was it
0: was up to the day of. Oh no. Yeah. That's a bummer. Why the fuck would
1: Ahmed Johnson be on the goddamn Johnny Carson show? I have
0: no idea. Another one that I found on this is apparently he was having a match with like a young D'Lo Brown, and he locked up with D'Lo, told him to look down. D'Lo noticed he had a shoelace untied, so he tied it back up. And then they Owen said, look at your other foot. Owen had untied the other one in the meantime. And then Owen <laughs> said, look at the ref. And the ref had his shoes untied. <laughs> And then I guess you said, like, can we wrestle now? Like <laughs> that's good shit. So, like, that's oh, the reputation that Owen had. He's one of the boys. He would fuck around. He and genuinely he he wanted a life after wrestling. He didn't want to wrestle. He never really wanted to wrestle. Uh, yeah, there's very famous reports from like JBL saying like Owen would not spend money out on the road because he wanted to retire early and save all that money and go do something else with his family. We're not gonna talk a lot about what happened to Owen. Because it's really yeah. sad. And uh go watch the Dark Side of the Ring episode about it. Yeah, I mean
1: the Dark Side of the Ring episode is really all you need. It's you know, it's it's got his family on there, Martha, uh, Christy. And yeah. you know, that's let them tell the story of Owen. Well, um, they do a very good who, job
0: of it. For those who I don't know if you how you wouldn't know, but at Over the Edge nineteen ninety nine Owen was scheduled to compete as the Blue Blazer character. His entrance was supposed to have a quick release as he was lowered from the rafters. Uh, Before the match happened, he released it. He fell very far into the ring uh, and died. And the WWF inexplicably continued the show. And that's the part that I'll say something on. How? Died. How? Like, I think... Given context that we have now, because let's talk about like let's compare it to Demar Hamlin of the Bills. Yeah, the second that happened and the second we recognized the gravity of what was going on, nobody wanted the game to continue except for the league. By the sounds of it, the league was kind of like five minutes to warm up. Yeah,
1: but Twitter They're and working. the reaction from people absolutely said it, no, like, pressured them.
0: The coaches said absolutely not. The players said, we're not fucking doing this. Like, the well being of another person is more important than any game. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out later. The fact that Owen died in the ring, and then they said, we're going to continue this pay per view. We're going to have all these matches. We're not going to tell the fans in attendance what happened. We're going to make JR do it and continue doing his job during the pay per view. It's a surreal. You can't really find footage of it. I, I don't know why you'd want. Like, obviously, you can't find footage of what happened, to Owen, but of the reaction yeah. and like Jim Ross announcing it after the fact. It it's just it's awful, and it's awful. I don't understand? And we talked about it last week. Somehow, in the long list of shit that Vince McMahon has done, this still stands out as probably the worst decision he's ever made.
1: It's it's. It's absolutely one of the worst. Uh, Vince McMahon. That is Vince McMahon is a, obviously a very complex and controversial, and every single sort of terrible uh, adjective that you could throw uh, to describe someone. But just the it's it's the it's the lack of compassion um, that that really will always stick out to me. With yes, Vince because. Man, like, you know, this is the same guy who who held full-on tribute shows for Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit after their passings. You know, this is a guy who goes out of his way a lot of the times to sort of celebrate the guys uh, who I guess he liked by, by the look to it because a, a lot of the people that have passed uh, were were unfortunately people that probably made him a shit ton of money. So I guess that's why he's, he's celebrating them, but not that they don't deserve it, obviously, but you know, just yeah. it's, it's, it's really unfortunate because uh it's one of those situations where we should to this day still have uh Owen Hart with us. We, we should, uh, honestly, I don't think he even makes it to the year 2000 as a, as a competitor. Uh, but who knows, he was, man,
0: he was apparently considering wrapping it up. Like that year. Like that yeah, was Who knows, man?
1: Maybe he's maybe he opens up a training score. Maybe he just goes off and disappears. Uh, maybe he just
0: gets back to Calgary and hangs out. Yeah,
1: but and, you know, worst case scenario, you mean to tell me that, you know, guys like Kevin Owens or or, you know, the these Canada guys who who have come up in the last couple of decades, you mean to tell me that one of them wouldn't have motivated him enough to come out of the shadows and maybe sit ringside for one of their matches or something like yeah. that? Just you know, if we would have gotten Owen in the hall of fame, we would have just had more. Um, and we were really and robbed like, of
0: that. And like, obviously most importantly is like OG and Christie would have had a dad. Martha would have a husband yeah. and Brett would have a brother. And like, it's, it's an unfortunate thing. The fact that it was like supposed and the fact that like Owen was down for a goofy comedy thing. And then like, this is what happens is tragic and awful. Um, but just the decision to continue on with over the edge 99 is bad. Um, I do recommend you go and watch the Raw as Owen from the next day, which was May 24th, 1999. Um, it's really good. It had lots of interviews. Watching Mark Henry cry is awful. Gut-wrenching. Because um, he's he's so distraught. Um, Owen was like one of the best. And, and yeah. that's why I liked being able to cover him this week and last week is like, I knew Owen was the best. I knew that he had this reputation as like one of the guys. Everyone loved him. And then you watch him and you're like, wow. It's what we said last week. He's been good forever. You see him in yeah. New Japan in eighty eight, and he's pulling the same level of shit that he's doing against Brett at WrestleMania and Austin at SummerSlam. He's consistent. He's really good. You're right, he might be James Harden. He's coming in, he's averaging twenty nine. And like he's yeah. gonna he's gonna get those twenty nine and they're gonna look great.
1: He was the same performer from the first match that we saw him in to the last match that we saw him in. He's the same guy through and through. Yeah, maybe the athleticism dwindles a little bit, but it's but at not the like same the guys... time the,
0: the the in-ring psychology continues to grow.
1: Yeah, but it's also not like he was doing fucking top row Perkin and Rana's and fucking six thirties, you know? Like he's just he's more of a nimble kind of athlete yeah um and, and you know he he keeps that all the way through to the end. He is an absolutely terrific wrestler. I really am happy that we were able to go through and watch a lot of these matches, especially that gem against Bulldog. That was an absolutely yeah. incredible match, and one that I did not know of, and I would not have even found if not for this podcast.
0: The last two weeks you got to go watch the Steiners match from last week. you gotta go watch the bulldog match this week um those would be my wrecks from all Same. this, but that's, that's us covering Owen Hart. One of the best next week. Actually, let's do all the housekeeping stuff first. Uh, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at uh, crossbody of work. Javi, where can people find you on social media? I'm on the Twitter machine
1: at J sports sauce, the boy a follow. It's in the bio of the podcast account.
0: It sure is. Follow me there too. Added seven gomes, I T S E V A N G O M E S. Go to fullpresswrestling.com for all the links to the matches. This week is very Peacock heavy because a lot of the links don't exist for some of these own matches. So if you have Peacock, you have access to all the own stuff, but we'll send you the links to get to Peacock. But we'll also have some of the things in like, I think the first and last match are both uh, clips we have available. So the Brett match and the Austin match. So if you want to get those, Full Press Wrestling, plus the links to all of our other podcast episodes are all there already for you. All the links are in those articles fullpresswrestling.com for all your wrestling news go there fullpressshop.com to cop the merch support the boys uh and wherever you're listening be sure to rate and subscribe we continue to grow showing up on charts like canada u.s india france japan indonesia very exciting stuff for your boys so continue to share with friends continue to rate five stars if you rate five stars we will say whatever you have in your rating on the podcast unless it's like some heinous shit but like yeah Unless yeah. it includes racial slurs, then I yeah, will not in, say it. Put, something, put some like controversial opinion in your thing that's like, I don't know, like, I hate the Bloodline story or something like that. We'll read is it. Miz we'll is the it. goat. I don't yeah. know. God, someone's I mean, clipping I that. mean, um, Miz isn't the goat, but can you argue with where he's ended up as a person? Hey, man, there is no one who I
1: envy more than Mike Mizanin. Let's put the, that out. The man's got it made.
0: Next week, is a, Robinson. Next week is a special episode. Next week is the 20 year anniversary of Ring of Honor, and to commemorate that, 21
1: we are, isn't it? No, 2002 is the first year of Ring is of it 21.
0: Honor. 21. Can you 21. do something for me? Uh, Ring of Honor gets to drink next year. <laughs> Ring of Honor hits the blackjack next week, so we're looking at big ROH moments and matches. So it's going to be all ROH stuff next week. I'm excited. Javi picked these. He was the curator of the ROH stuff, so I'm getting my full indoctrination into the Ring of Honor nation, and I'm very excited.
1: Before we even get to the podcast next week, I just want everyone to know, I did my best to spread these out. These aren't the best matches in Ring of Honor history, because if they were, then they'd be very heavy on on certain years. I tried to spread these out as much as I could throughout the years. Uh, So, like I said, not the best Not even probably the biggest moments of Ring of Honor. Just some very highly rated ones. Some very good ones. uh, Some personal favorites in there. I tried to cover the eras. There's been a lot of them.
0: We're going to get the eras. So get ready for Ring of Honor gets the Taylor Swift treatment next week. It's the eras tour. Uh, Javier, any final words for the people?
1: This week on Life Advice with Javier. uh, We're getting into tax season, folks. I know this for facts because of my mother has uh, been hounding me about my W-2s and stuff. So make sure uh, you you get your W-2s, however form that may be. Talk to your uh, bosses, your payroll team, your HR, whoever that may be. Uh, make sure you know whether you're able to find it online somewhere or if it's coming in the mail. If it is coming to, in the mail, make sure you have your addresses all updated, all that jazz, because listen man i know it's it's only just you know we're we're only about nearing the the midway point of february uh within this week. but you know the next two months are gonna fly by two months fly by like a motherfucker these days so get that shit done get that all turned in by tax day uh don't worry about it hopefully you get your money back and don't owe them thousands of dollars that would suck uh but yeah just
0: would suck so stay on top of your taxes stuff.
1: It's a very adult life advice week, but it's a very important one.
0: Good stuff. Go do your taxes. IRS is coming for you, the wrestler and the business. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week as we cover the career of own heart. We're back next week talking ring of honor. We'll see you then. Reach for the sky, boy. 18- Plus.